Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how I do it. I'm going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is called Perfect Harmony. Perfect Harmony. Here we go. Real men don't play childish games, nor do women just the same. When you're in a relationship, you must be honest and communicate. Yes, challenges will arise, but that's more reason not to tell lies. Treat your spouse with respect and try real hard not to neglect them. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. So be prepared to apologize many, many times. Don't go to bed angry. If you can try, lay down in peace and say goodnight because tomorrow for you may not come. So try to stay on one accord and try to avoid petty arguments, making the best of your time spent. Always build each other up and drink from your own cup of love because that's how it should be. And your union will create perfect harmony. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And so today I just wanted to talk about how important it is to communicate. So a lot of times when we get into situationships or relationships or it's complicated, all that stuff, entanglements, whatever you want to call it. A lot of times when we get involved in those types of situations, um, we have a tendency to initially communicate. You know, they call it the honeymoon phase a lot of times where you're just keeping the lines of communication open and you're making sure that you convey how you feel. You're making sure that you express yourself throughout the nuances of that early phase of the relationship. And then something happens. There is a shifting that takes place. A lot of times people say that it's the individual taking the other individual for granted or them getting bored or um, them thinking that it requires entirely too much work or the re- the representative has went ahead and taken a back seat and now you're seeing the true essence of who it is that you're dealing with, whatever the case may be. But I think it's safe to say, regardless of what phase you are in in your relationship, communication is of the utmost importance. And it's not just what you say, it is how you say it. So I've had so many experiences is the best way for me to put it in terms of learning different people. And so in my journey of dating, what I have discovered is that I am a very big communicator. And I am also learning that everyone does not possess that same energy. So there have been times that I, let's say, 
have been in a relationship and I'm overly expressive. So I'm able to articulate and let the person know this is how I feel at this juncture of the relationship. Um, if I would feel neglected, I would communicate it. If I was feeling um, as if maybe the person wasn't spending as much time with me as I'd like, I would make sure I stated that. If I felt like I was being loved, I would make sure I communicated that. Um, that's pretty much been a constant for me. I've always communicated how I felt, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, whether it was a healthy relationship or it was an unhealthy relationship. I've often tried not to leave things to the imagination. I truly believe that that is something that I, I gained honestly um, because the way I was raised, we were raised to tell the truth and shame the devil. So pretty much... We were very much encouraged, especially from our mother, to just tell our truth. And so as time has gone on, that's exactly what I've done. Now, I'll be the first to say by my doing that and my not knowing um, how to talk about certain subjects or my not knowing how to deliver a message, there were times that I was extremely blunt and looking back, I wish to God that I would have had the wisdom that I have now. Um, and maybe I could have communicated in a better way so that I would not have hurt so many feelings along the way. And so um, I've apologized to so many people in terms of the way that I communicated, which was very hurtful. Um, and there is a way that you can communicate that you can get your point across without hurt. Well, okay. There are going to be times that you're going to hurt the person's feelings, no matter, no matter how delicate you try to be in the conversation. Okay. But for the most part, there's still a way that you can deliver your message without crushing a person's spirit or without breaking a person's heart or without causing them to feel as if they're lesser than. There's a way that you can communicate to where they are encouraged, to where they are able to reflect, to where they are able to see things from your perspective and not necessarily take it so personally because you're coming from an angle of love. And so when we talk, when we see that in the Bible, when it talks about speaking your truth in love or speak the truth in love, what I think about is how we really, truly, for the most part, have the ability to communicate in a healthy fashion. But a lot of times because of frustration, because of anger, because of indifference, because of strife, because of discord, um, because of a lot of negative unresolved issues, negative emotions, um, because of leaning on our own understanding or because of a huge misunderstanding, we will communicate from a place of indifference. And when we do that, it can cause a lot of harm. And so I have really been mindful. I took a break from dating for quite some time and I've been really mindful um, so that I could make sure that I wouldn't continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I was mindful of is communication. And the reason why that was important to me is because although 
I know that I communicate often and I communicate a lot in various ways. One thing that I wanted to make sure that I did was allow whomever it is that I was dating. I wanted them to know what their place was in my life. I did not want that individual to have to second guess their position, so to speak. I did not want there to be any type of confusion. I did not want the small foxes to spoil the vine. Um, I wanted to make sure that whenever I was in this individual's presence, that he felt significant, that he felt um, as if his presence matters, he matters to me. And so in my waiting to date, I focused primarily on how I would communicate. And I got a lot of practice with my children. But one thing that I had a conversation with my daughter about this morning, my youngest child, was how communication is twofold. It's not just about your speaking and getting your point across. It's about your listening as well. And the reason why that's so vital and it's so critical, and I was telling her how she is an excellent communicator. And I do mean excellent. Because not only does she know how to tell you when you've crossed a boundary in her life. Like if you, if she, let's say this, I'm giving an example. Let's say that you are saying, I need you to put your shoes on. The way that my daughter communicates and um, I'm just, I'm, I, I love it. If my tone is not one of love. So if I'm like, put your shoes on, she'll be like, can we say that again, mom? It will automatically make me check myself. It'll make me be mindful of my tone. It'll make me be mindful of my audience. It will make me be mindful of her feelings. And then I will have to retract and say, my apologies. Could you please put your shoes on? And this is the reason why I need for you to put your shoes on. I'm planning on going out to your Nana's house or I'm planning on going to the grocery store or I'm planning on going to grab us a bite to eat. And so I would really like for you to go with me. Can you please put your shoes on? I'm about to leave in the next five minutes and counting. And so normally how she will respond is, thank you, mom. Okay, put my shoes on right now. Or she'll be like, thank you, mom. And then she'll proceed in doing what it is I've asked to do. Communication and how we communicate makes the world a difference. And a lot of times when we are in relationships, we have a tendency to forget that. We have a tendency to fall back on, oh, they know me. They know if I'm in a bad mood today. They know um, if I'm frustrated. They know me. They're, they shouldn't take it personal. Um, this isn't normally how I am. Okay, that's you're right. If this is normally not how you are, then and you feel that there's a possibility that you just may be taking your frustrations out on your loved one. One of the wisest things that I believe there is to do is to take a few steps back, whether it's retreat off into another room of the home, whether it's take a ride in your vehicle um, whether it is sitting on the toilet, a lot of us have a tendency to do that. It's almost as if the restroom has become our haven. I know for me it has. I have had a lot of epiphany moments sitting on the toilet. I kid you not. Might be a little bit TMI, but I'm sharing it anyway. <laughs> so 
whatever your retreat is, whatever that looks like for you. Some people, they go to the park. Some people, they go get their nails done. Some people, they go get their hair done. Whatever your haven looks like for you, it's always good for you to, before you present yourself to your loved ones, let's say you just got off of work and you've had a very stressful day. One of the best things that you could do for yourself as well as your mate or your family and even your friends is to make sure that you decompress your day. And the reason why that is so critical to decompress your day is because you could literally respond to your loved ones because you've been internalizing all the stress factors, all the things that have been taking place at your employer, you could accidentally, if you're not careful, spew something out to your loved ones that you've been holding in that was really intended for the offender, but now you've just caused an offense. And so, and your loved one didn't even ask for it. They, they weren't the brunt of your frustration. They weren't even there for that full eight to 10 hours, however long it was that you were at work. But now all of a sudden, they are impacted by something that you did not decompress first. And so that's very, 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 very important. Um, and if that's something that you have not been doing, if you've literally been getting off of work and you've been going home and you've been spewing your frustration out on your spouse because you don't like where you work or because you just don't like the people that you work with or whatever the case may be, you don't like how much money you make, whatever that trigger is for you, the best thing for you to do for yourself as well as your friends and family is to decompress before you Address the people that you love the most. See, a lot of times we forget that because we have a tendency to take advantage of the people that mean the most to us. And that's not what that's just not wisdom. It's not wise. And so we're supposed to value and show appreciation and value to the things that mean the most to us. We're not supposed to take those things for granted because they could be gone just like that. And so hopefully, if you haven't learned anything from COVID, you've learned how to value and to show gratitude and appreciation to the people that love you and you love as well. Um, it's of the utmost importance. So anyhow, the reason why I wanted to talk about communication also is because I just know that when I'm looking at certain relationships and I'm seeing how they operate. There's a lot of things that I smile from ear to ear when I hear how um, the couples are communicating with each other. And there's a lot of things that make me frown when I hear how certain people are communicating with each other because some of it is just blatantly unnecessary. It's unnecessary to be condescending to the person that you say you love. It's unnecessary for you to be rude it's unnecessary for you to be short with the person that you this. All of that is unnecessary. I was um, paying attention because I love to uh, be mindful of how it is that I respond whenever my children call me, whenever it is that they come around. And so um, yesterday, my 20 year old, he he graced me with his presence. And so um, he asked me to do his hair. You know, typically whenever your kids come around, they want something from you, child. But anyway, 
I digress. <laughs> so um, I did his hair. His girlfriend and their new little pet dog were over at my puppy were over at the house and we're talking and I'm, you know, doing his hair. He wants me, he wanted me to start some some locks or whatever. So I'm starting the locks on his hair and telling him that he needed his hair to grow just a little bit more because, yeah, that right there was an event, I tell you. But anyhow, while I'm doing his hair, I'm listening to how he and his girlfriend are communicating. So one thing about my son, my son is dating outside of his race. And so um, he is an African-American black man and his girlfriend is Hispanic. And so my son took Spanish when he was in high school and he uses Spanish frequently. And a lot of people don't know that. But when I tell you my 20 year old can speak fluent Spanish, honey, it's a sight to listen to. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Such a beautiful thing to to watch and uphold. So I literally was listening to their conversation because I know poquito. I know a little bit of Spanish, just a little bit. And so I was um, listening to them and listening to their dialogue and listening to her asking for the keys so that she could go to the car and she could go and get the dog's toys out of the car. But she was saying it in, in Spanish. And so um, as I watched their communication, what I loved about the two of them is that my son and his girlfriend, they're meeting each other where they're at. So pretty much she knows that she could talk to him in English. But he wants to be fluent in Spanish. He knows that Spanish is her primary language and he wants to minister love to her. So guess what he does? He speaks in Spanish. And so then as she's outside and I'm, I'm finishing up the hair and, you know, making sure he looks nice and all that good stuff, something that he never does. I mean, I could count it on one hand, literally, and he's 20 years old. After I finished his hair, I was like, go check out your hair, son. Go look and see how you look. So he goes and he looks to go see how he looks. And he's, you know, kind of taking it all in. And I'm telling him what he needs to do to care for his hair. And remember, we're communicating. So I'm telling him, you know, what he needs to do to care for his hair, what products he needs, all that good stuff, just to keep it looking nice. And so then he comes and he sits on the couch. And so... I was like, oh, you know, but he didn't sit like away from me. He sat right by his mother and he laid his head on my shoulder. This is something that my son may have only done in the course of his life. This may have made the third time, if that. And so when he laid his hand on my shoulder, I'm sorry, his head on my shoulder. When he did that, I didn't see the 20 year old child. I saw my son's son. So I saw the child in him. And it was as if he wanted to rest for just a moment because now he has ventured into a different realm of life. Now he is no longer in the nest. Now he has assumed full responsibility, whatever that looks like at his age with his girlfriend and their little puppy. And sometimes, no matter how much we think we've got it together, no matter how much we want to be grown, sometimes we realize that there's a part of us, there's a part of us that is always going to yearn for our parents. That is always going to want 
the reassurance, the reassurance that everything is going to be okay. So in that moment, our communication has shifted. He knows he can still call mom. He knows he can still call mom. But at the same time, I've had to redefine how we communicate with each other. I've had to get out of his business, so to speak, because he's a grown young man. I've had to allow him to make certain choices that maybe I don't necessarily agree with, but I've made a conscious decision to keep the lines of communication open to where he knows no matter what it is that he goes through, as long as I have breath in my body, he can communicate with his mother. And I watched that that whole and then he gave me a big old hug when he left. You know, of course, he told me he loved me. He knows I'm always love him. And so but it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, Lord, I believe one of the reasons why I could bear the fruit of that is because we've always kept the lines of communication open, whether they were good, bad, ugly or indifferent. I've always, especially with him, I've always made sure that I have let him know why I do the things that I do, the method behind the madness, so to speak, the reason why I was overprotective, the reason why I challenged him in certain areas, the reason why I helped him to learn how to manage his money so that when everybody else is struggling, he can be like, oh, honey, I'm sitting fat. There was a reason why I did that, because I I literally wanted to break the generational curses. I literally wanted to break the back off of the generational curses. I wanted to make sure that everything that I felt as if I had not been equipped with prior to my becoming grown, that that was something that I blessed my children with the knowledge to have for them to make whatever choices that they had to make. But at least this time, honey, you were going to, you were going to have the tools. So I made a lot of sacrifices just to make sure that, and I'm still making sacrifices because at the end of the day, it ain't even about me. It's about keeping the lines of communication open and it's about building a legacy for my children. And so it's important. How do you communicate? Are you communicating to win an argument or are you communicating to be heard or are you communicating so that you can hear or are you communicating just because you can? What are your reasons and what do you do when it's time for you to get your truth across? Are you yelling it out? Are you writing it out? Are you speaking your truth in love? Communication is very important. And it's how you communicate that makes a difference as well. It's a lot of people that I deal with on a regular basis. And I will be the first to tell you, condescending tones or undertones is a pet peeve for me. I, I can't speak for nobody else but myself, honey. But that's one sure way to see another side of Teresa. Anybody that knows me knows that as a fact. I have a whole lot of patience, honey. But it's something about that condescending undertone that will take me from zero to 100 real quick. It don't matter what the person's title is. You could be the president of the United States. You could be the janitor down the street. 
but it's something about how I'm spoken to that makes the world a difference of how I respond and how I react. And I learned that a long time ago, but I feel like the older that I get, I really, I am really, truly started to feel like the older that I get, it's like a shifting took place. You know, they tell you like, well, girl, once you reach 40, well, let me tell you something. I think the closer that I get to 50 is something that then shifted up in me. <laughs> My tolerance is a little bit different now. Y'all might need to pray for me, like for real, for real, because I, I, I noticed it. I noticed how I pay really close attention to how people speak to me. I don't think I've ever paid attention like I'm paying attention now because it's almost like I get ready. It's almost like I got that stance up in me like, try me if you want to, please. Thank you. Maybe not. Yeah. Good choice. That's kind of how I am now. And I'm just like, is it my age? Lord, what is happening? I have not always, or maybe I was like this and it was lying dormant. I don't know. But sometimes I wonder. Yeah, sometimes I wonder because it's, it's, it's just, I guess life just hits a little different and how you communicate hits a little different and how you want to be communicated to hits a little different when you get older. Because some of the things when I'm looking back that people would say and how they would say it, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even flinch. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be bothered by it. But now, honey, I be. ooh, mm, y'all pray for me. I'm talking about those fervent, righteous prayers. OK, not those other kind of prayers. I'm talking about the ones that going to get through. I mean, really get through. I'm just saying. But yeah. So how do you communicate? That's the biggest question. The best advice that I could give is when you're communicating. It shouldn't just be so that you can be heard, but it should also be so that you are hearing others as well. And that's one of the qualities that I truly admire in my youngest daughter because she knows how to listen. And I'm learning through her how to do just the same. So I hope that this episode encourages someone and I will not be reading a letter to my future hubby on today, but I wanted to say my heart goes out to every single person impacted by the multiple tornadoes that covered over six states. I am so sorry to hear of you all's losses. I know that there is no amount of No amount of empathy that will begin to touch how you feel, whether you lost a loved one, whether you know someone who lost a loved one, whether you lost your home. My heart just, oh my goodness, my heart goes out to you. I'm so very sorry to hear of your losses. I'm asking that God would protect you all and that you find shelter and that you that, that you be blessed with restoration. And I know in a lot of ways, when you lose one, two, multiple loved ones, restoration seems like a foreign word because it's hard to even fathom being able to ever live life without the people that you hold so near and dear to your heart. My heart truly goes out to you all. And I'm so, 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 so very sorry to hear of your loss. This has been 
one of those things that as I'm watching the news, my heart just aches and it continues to ache when I'm seeing families and how they've been impacted and people that were trying to help and fulfill Christmas orders and they didn't even get an opportunity to go home that night. Jesus. Y'all, love now. We are not promised tomorrow. We are not promised the next second, the next minute, the next hour, the next day, the next month, the next year. It's just not promised. Love now. Love yourselves the best way you possibly can. Love the people that you've been blessed with the best way you possibly can. Do not allow the small foxes to spoil the vine. Don't allow petty arguments to go and bleed over into days, into months, into years because you're trying to be right. I'd rather spend quality time with the people that I love than to always feel as if I got to be right. Be willing to humble yourself and remain humble. But make sure you love now and forgive. Make that a practice. Make that a daily practice. Forgive. Let that mess go. All the grudges and People are mad, don't even know why they're mad. People are angry, don't even know why they're angry. Let that mess go. Life is too short. Be blessed, be encouraged, and please do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.